At the right page of 92, the news and business mogul who owns some of the most influential media outlets in the world is calling it quits. Rupert Murdoch retiring, going chairman emeritus. The Fox News founder is handing over the reins. He started given a single newspaper in Australia. His father gave him more to do than spending his days betting on horses at the racetrack. Now he's a billionaire. Rupert Murdoch founded conservative Fox News in 1996, the bastion of conservative-minded voters. Keep in mind, Rupert is a businessman with properties more left and right. Recently, Fox has faced hardship almost a billion dollars in settlements and ongoing controversy amid their coverage of the 2020 election. The empire is passing to his son, Lachlan. As powerful as Rupert may seem, in the kingdom of the Lord, all these accomplishments pale in comparison to Christ. His kingdom will never end. He will always be on the throne. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on a Friday. This is a program that we started last Monday on our weekday program called Encounters with Jesus. How did Jesus confront? How did he love? How did he interact with others when he ministered as the Son of Man, Son of God here on earth? In these next minutes, we will talk about Jesus encountering a Samaritan, the woman at the well found in John chapter 4. But ahead of that, I want to share with you a beyond-Broadway quality production of a musical simply called Jesus. It was produced by the famous Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and Branson, Missouri. Daniel Gorham portrays the disciple John, who wrote the gospel, bearing his name in the New Testament. I asked Daniel, how do you think the Lord has used this production in people's lives? Ah, man, what what a big question. I, um... I've heard some testimonies of how people have really been inspired by the show. And mm-hmm. it's been an emotional, moving experience to even see um, what the crucifixion might have looked like. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, we don't, it's not super graphic. It's a family friendly show. So we do it in a way that I believe is appropriate for all ages. But it just helps people to put themselves in the shoes of those people playing those characters. So I've heard people like, oh, wow, I never thought of John being that way or of Jesus might have been smiling and playing around with the disciples and the intimate connections that he would have with each one of those men um, and his and the woman who follow him as well. So it's, it's nice that when you have a story like that, that people can insert themselves into, even though it's, it happened so long ago. Daniel Gorham, who plays John in the musical production called Jesus. After the program, Why don't you visit our website and witness for yourself an excerpt from this special presentation of the life of Christ. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you like it, and I'm certain you will, make your gift to the ministry and we'll send you the special edition DVD with our thanks for your support. Or you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN, that's 800 65 Haven. Christ's love is so very, very deep. There's even a hymn named after his love. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. 
and His love is truly deep. As the hymn goes, it is underneath us, all around us. It rolls as a mighty ocean over us. Join me now and listen to this powerful song sung for us by Brian Dirksen. Brian Dirksen from his Hymns for Life album, and oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Here in a haven today called Encounters with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris, reminding you that Jesus surrounds us with his love, as you just heard. 
and he stands even today, interceding for us at the throne in heaven, watching over us. If you're a Christian today, it's because that deep, deep love of Jesus met you, encountered you where you were, and brought you out of your darkness into his marvelous light. The more we think about his deep love, the more we will find ourselves trusting him day by day. His love, out of all the other loves we might experience in this life, is the best. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way, does it? Sometimes it feels like we've strayed afar, that we have somehow brought ourselves outside of his love. It can feel sometimes like we've waded into the shallow end of his deep, deep love. It may even feel like we're a fish out of water. And in those moments, the thing we need most isn't a club that beats us down and tells us how rotten we are and how undeserving we are. Chances are, most of us already know that. We're already thinking it. What we need most in those moments is a hug. We need to remember that Jesus' arms are always open wide, ready to receive us back no matter how far we think we've strayed. We need to receive his embrace. In other words, we need to encounter his love once again. I know there are some people listening right now who are not a Christian. You know about Jesus. You may have even heard the gospel, that he came to earth, lived a righteous life, and died in our place on the cross and then he rose again from the dead three days later. And all this to secure our place in the new creation. Now, I know this story is familiar to so many of us. And I also know that some people listening have never embraced Christ, or actually, they've never received Christ's embrace. But you need to hear that it's not too late. You might feel worthless. You might feel too far away. But love and acceptance from the Lord doesn't start with you. They come first from Jesus. And he has come close with his arms wide open. He's standing in our way in front of us, ready to encounter us even today with his love. This is what will change our hearts as well as our lives. When Jesus was walking this earth 2,000 years ago, he met up with a woman. He met her at a well. She was a Samaritan which means her people were considered impure by the Jewish community. Jesus, as a Jewish man, had no reason to speak to her. In fact, most Jewish men would have considered it scandalous to even talk to her. But Jesus went to that well where she was coming to draw water, and he started a conversation with her. And she was a broken woman, and she just needed to embrace that love that he offered. And that's what he came to do. But it all started with a simple question that Jesus asked her. Can you give me a drink of water? Listen to how the story plays out in John 4. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews didn't associate with Samaritans. But Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, pointing to the well. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, 
welling up to eternal life. The story ends in John 4 with Jesus asking the woman to go get her husband, only to point out that she has had five husbands and is currently living with someone she wasn't married to. It wasn't said to shame her. It was to open her eyes to see who he was and who he is. He was there to embrace her in love. Three little details in what we just read show us that. The first is that Jesus spoke to her first. He encountered her, and he initiated the conversation. He could have given in to the cultural custom and not spoken to her as a Samaritan. He could have bypassed this place altogether on his way back, the shortcut between Jerusalem and Galilee. But he went there specifically to meet her. And when she showed up, he spoke first. Jesus always speaks first. He finds us, no matter how low, no matter how far away we are. He encounters us, and then we encounter him. The second detail is that he promised living water. In the ancient world, living water meant running water. It's very possible the woman thought Jesus was talking about a plumbing upgrade. But doesn't this show us just how gentle the Lord is? He was there to show this woman his love. But he didn't beat her over the head with rebukes. No, he was gentle. He encountered her. He spoke first. He spoke of living water. He drew her in. That's exactly what we need today, isn't it? We don't need a Jesus that's going to get in our face and tell us how terrible we are. We need to encounter Jesus as the gracious and patient Savior, the one who speaks to us and gently leads us to his love. And then third, he made a promise. When Jesus was saving people, he was making promises. When he encounters the lost, the sick, the poor, the lonely, the destitute, and so many others, he made promises, promises of salvation, promises of eternal life, an eternal wellspring of life. Of course, we know, and John the Apostle tells us that he was talking about the Holy Spirit. This woman may not have grasped all of that right away, just like we need time to really come to terms with the glorious life that we are given in Jesus Christ. But the promise of eternal life breaks through the darkness of her life. It breaks through the gloom of our own sin, and eventually our eyes are opened and we see Jesus for who he is, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. He's come to embrace us, and that should lead us to live like he can change lives. And once we embrace Jesus by faith, and once we realize that no one is too far away from his love, we can begin living as if he can change lives. He really can break through our own sinful habits. He can break through our neighbor's hard heart. He can change our entire life. He encounters us as we encounter him, and we embrace him by faith. Do you live like that? Or do you live with a quiet resignation that your circumstances are inevitable? Like that woman at the well. When we encounter Jesus, when we receive his love, we're encountering a love that brings the dead to life. And only a few chapters later, Jesus would do just that. In their production of Jesus, the Sight and Sound Theater includes this scene from John chapter 11. 
Lazarus was dead, but Jesus stepped in. Look, even Jesus weeps for Lazarus. He healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus, his own friend, from dying? Death. What is he saying? He's praying to his father, the devil, no doubt. Yes, do speak up, teacher, so we can all hear what you have to say. Roll the stone aside. What? That is unlawful! Roll the stone aside! How dare you! Do not show Lazarus like this! No, 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 Lord! He's been dead for four days! No, this is too far, Judas. No, this spell will be terrible. This is not what Lazarus would want. Martha, didn't I tell you that I am the resurrection and the life? Thomas, you heard him. Let's go. Father, thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but I am saying this so that everyone can believe that you are the one who sent me. I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, arise! People, can't you see? He's a deceiver! A carpenter who says he comes from heaven! Am I the only one with eyes to see and ears to hear? This changes everything. Jesus Christ, Lazarus from the dead. This is the love of Christ that we encounter in the gospel. And you just heard that from the production called Jesus. A love that can resurrect the dead. A love that conquered death. A Savior who seeks the lost and the lonely to restore them to joy and hope. Jesus' love surrounds us. It reaches us no matter who we are or even where we are. He came for us. He died for us. And he rose again for us. He encounters us in the gospel, and he calls us even now to embrace him even more. Are you weary, heavy laden? Come and lay your burdens down. Jesus calls you, Jesus draws you, rest in him. He is gentle, he is lowly, he delights to bring us peace. Tender shepherd, mighty Savior, rest in pain. How sure his compassion for us, oh how deep is his love. Jesus and rest in Failure, mercy flows 
dreams come and follow. Freedom calls, resting here. How sure His compassion for us. Oh, how deep is His love. So come, come to Jesus and with Jesus here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and that was Matt Merker singing Come to Jesus. He was joined in the background by the Gettys and Jordan Coughlin. A few minutes ago, we heard an excerpt from the sight and sound production of a musical called Jesus. It's a stellar production that stays true to the scriptures, and it's been seen live by more than a million people at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and Branson, Missouri. One of the remarkable things about this production is the massive video screen they used behind and around the actors. Chris Bergama is one of those actors, and he told me about this special screen. Yeah, it's the largest LED screen of its kind. It's as wide as a 737 and about 30 feet tall, and it flies 40 feet into the air. It has 1,242 individual panels uh, that light up uh, so brightly that we can only use 7% of its actual brightness. Because if we did, it would we'd get any higher than that. It would sort of blind the audience. It can be so bright. Mm. And the really cool thing about it is I was in the show and I was, you know, during rehearsal, watching rehearsals and all these kinds of things. And I was backstage and very familiar with the show. And, I, and one day I decided I was going to sit out and watch the show. And there's this one scene where Nicodemus is singing a song and I'm watching the show. And as he's singing, the, he's walking through and the temple walls are moving. And I'm looking at, the, looking at the stage and I said, I don't remember ever seeing those sets backstage. I've been in, you know, I've seen the show now for a month and I've never saw that wall. Where do we keep that backstage? 
And then as I'm watching it go, I go, oh my goodness, that's not a wall. That's just the LED screen. It looks so real. Mm. I was in the show. It fooled me to think that there was actually that set was in there. And I just happened to miss it for the first month of the show. And so the clarity of the of the LED is is just incredible. Um, and so, yeah. And, and certainly during the walking on water scene, when we're on a boat that's up 20 feet in the air, and there's a 100-foot rain curtain in front of you where it's literally raining on stage. And then you look behind you, and there's like what looks like a tsunami that's about to crash in. Uh, it certainly makes the acting part very easy because you feel like you're you are you are in the storm, getting wet, and uh, and seeing these incredible waves. And so uh, it's it just it just adds so much to the story. I think the production called Jesus will be a great blessing to you and others you share it with on a special edition DVD that we have for your gift to Haven today. Get in touch with us right now. Watch the excerpt on our website. And then make your gift for the DVD. Just come right now and visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or if more convenient, call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you didn't get our book that we've been offering recently called Five Ways to Pray for Your Kids, it's a special book for any of us with children around us. We still have copies of that for you, for your gift to the ministry. You can get it by calling us or read more about it, even a sample chapter, when you visit our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Everyone knows what it's like to run late. You're scrambling to get out of the house, running to the car, hustling to get where you need to be. It's full of anxiety. The book of Hebrews says that it's like striving to get to heaven. It's full of anxiety. It's exhausting. But Hebrews 4 tells us a better version. Christ has come. Christ has done the work. He's entered an eternal Sabbath rest, and now he offers that same rest to us. Then Hebrews says, strive to enter that rest. Odd turn of phrase, try hard not to work. Everyone in Christ has entered that eternal rest, and by faith we cling tight. Take heart, Christ holds us tightly. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.